Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hey, Fox River, how's it going? Good, good. Hey, wherever you are, whether you're at one of our campuses or a part of our online community, let's kind of cross our fingers like this if you're willing. Okay, cross your fingers and then just hold it up a little bit like this. All right, and then say one thing. Ready? One thing. Okay, listen, one thing. Without it, I'm nothing. I was literally created for it. And that one thing is love. God made me to love him. God saved me. To love others like he does. All right? Our heart is people, right? That's what we say around here at Fox River. Um, You want to make a difference in this world? You want to make a difference in heaven? Listen, by God's grace, we can do that with love. Love is the one thing that will matter forever. It's the one thing that will last for all of eternity. Yet without it, Right? Without it, everything I think, everything I say, everything I do is pointless. It's all in vain. Because without love, I am nothing. Love is everything. Right? So, so my hope, and, and I hope I can say our hope, but my hope for today is this. Right? That, that, that God would open up our eyes to see some things that maybe we haven't seen or appreciated before. That love is really, really important. All right? That, that he would help us to see and appreciate and realize that, that, man, love, the one thing is what our every relationship needs. It's that love. It's that love of Jesus. And as we live less and less and less for ourselves and more and more for others, because that's really one way to describe what love is, that we would see toxic friendships and relationships restored. That we would see broken families, failing marriages, experience healing and reconciliation. Okay, All in the name of Jesus and all to the glory of God. I believe those are the things that are on the table today. I do. Because it's all about love. It's everything. So with that said, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, it's such an honor. God, that we can come to you together at that and come to you and God, that you'll be there. There's not a time that we like knock at your door and you're like not home. So Father, thank you for these precious minutes that you've given to us today. God, I pray that we would hear from you. Holy Spirit, I ask that as we hear from you, you would help us to understand what you're trying to tell us, Lord. I pray that you would show us in a new way the significance, the eternal significance of love. Lord, and the difference it can make even today. And I pray by your grace, Lord God, that each of us may respond to the truth of your word and start to love like you. God, above everything, God, inside of everything we talk about, everything we're thinking, everything we do, God, even in these minutes, but but thereafter as well, God, I pray that you are glorified 
We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Hey, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you've got your Bible, turn there. If you've got your device, feel free to turn there too. All right. If you're driving, just, you just listen, okay? You just listen. It's, 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 stay in one piece while you drive. Okay. All right. So, hey, as we get into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, let's understand just a few things, right? You don't, don't want to just jump in. A um, few things here is the Apostle Paul, uh, he wrote this letter to the Corinthian church. All right. Why did he write it to them? Because he loved them. Because they're having some major relationship problems in the church. All right, they're having a lot of problems, and most of them can be described as relationship problems. Okay, they were being super, super selfish. How is that possible in a church? Oh man. Oh, well, let me think of my own experience for one, and then and then hey, here's here's just a really solid observation that ties well into what we're talking about today. The reason this these selfishness and, and relationship problems are happening is because they were missing the one thing. Okay, And here in chapters 12 through 14, we're going to start at the end of 12 in just a second, but in 12, 13, and 14, Paul, what he's writing about is he's writing about spiritual gifts to the church. Okay, um, So let's just hit the pause button for a second and talk about spiritual gifts. Um, here's what spiritual gifts are. When a person first believes in Jesus, at that moment, the Holy Spirit gives them a spiritual gift. All right, I'm going to say that again. When a person first believes in Jesus, that he died on the cross for my, not somebody else, he died on the cross for my sins, all right, and three days later he rose from the grave. I believe that. And I realize that I can't pay for my own sins. I got a big problem, okay? And I decide to trust in Jesus and trust in what he did, that because of him, I can have eternal life and he'll forgive me. When a first person first believes in Jesus and trusts him, then the Holy Spirit gives that new believer a spiritual gift, all right? Now, there's a lot of different gifts. And if you don't know what your gift is, or I'll just put this little plug in here, it's a, a good next step or a good action step for you to click that little QR code if you're at one of our physical campuses uh, in front of you with your phone, or go to foxriver.cc action. You can take an online spiritual gifts assessment and find out what your spiritual gift is. So, Think about that, all right? But there's a lot of different gifts, and what was happening here in the Corinthian church was this. All of these different believers received these different gifts, but none of them were satisfied, all right? It was, it was almost like a, a competition in the church, all right? Who could have the, the most impressive gift, all right? So, for example, one person would receive, receive the gift of hospitality, all right? And, and basically that's this. You can welcome people into your home and be really, really nice to them, all right, um, in, in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and what happened in this Corinthian church was they weren't satisfied with that. All right? They said, I don't want that gift. That kind of seems too normal. I want a, I want a flashy gift. You know, one that, that everybody like, whoa, I want to speak in a different language. I want the gift of tongues. That's one I want. Yeah, because that would be really cool, okay? So, so, so they're desiring all these flashy gifts. And Paul's writing to them, right where we're going to jump in in verse 27. Paul's writing to them, and he's saying, listen, you should desire something else. All right, there's something better. So with that said, let's jump in. All right, verse 27. Paul is writing, he says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God is placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, and third, teachers. Okay, let's just hang on a second. Just, let's, let's appreciate something here. You see that ranking? All right, first is apostles, second is prophets, and third is teachers in the local church. Right, he ranks those three. 
Notice what all three of those have in common, apostles, prophets, and teachers. They all have to do with teaching, all right? Realizing what God has said and helping the whole church to understand it, okay? That's very important. We're going to come back to that a little bit in a, in a minute, but, but that's really important to observe that, okay? So let's keep reading. Uh, in verse 28. So, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then he lists a bunch after that. Then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. All right, so, was, and that is not the exhaustive list. There, there's a lot more spiritual gifts, but that's just some of them. Verse 29, and then he rhetorically asks a bunch of questions. He says, Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all of you have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? And the clear answer is no. Many people in the church have received many different kinds of gifts. And listen, that's okay. So stop wishing that you had a different gift. Instead, all right, here we go, verse 31. Instead, eagerly desire the greater gifts. And yet, I will show you the most excellent way. He's like, instead, desire or value. It's, 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 it's like this value in this, um, uh, valuing is probably the best word, okay? Value the greater, the, the greater gifts or the top gifts, those ones that have to do with teaching, okay? Why would he say that? Because it's so important to understand what God has said and to grow, key word, grow in your knowledge of the faith, Because when you grow in your knowledge of the word and of the Christian faith, then, and only then, can you go walk it out. All right? So as you grow in your faith, you're able to go walk it out. As we grow and as we go, here's what happens. God is doing a lot of work from the outside. He's doing a lot of work on the inside because his Holy Spirit lives within the, the, the Christian believer, right? He's transforming us to be more and more like Jesus. He's producing a love, not like what we've known. He's producing a new kind of love, his love. He's producing that within us. And then we're able to walk in that most excellent way, right at the very end of verse, what is that, 31. All right? The most excellent way is this, love. All right? So grow in your faith, walk it out, and then you can love, okay? That's the most excellent way. Not speaking in tongues, okay? The most excellent way is loving, all right? Love is really important. Every relationship in the Corinthian church, guess what it needed? It needed that one thing. It needed the love of Jesus. Guess what every one of our relationships need? Everyone, bar none, no exceptions. Guess what it needs? Everyone, love. The love of Jesus to be exact. All right, let's get into it. Let's keep reading. We're not stopping now. Chapter 13, Paul continues to write. All right, and now he's making a point. And this is like just, just pure poetic beauty and truth. Like this is just amazing. If you've never heard this, if you've never been to a wedding, it's like at every wedding. And I'm not knocking weddings that use this. is probably at my wedding. Okay, I can't remember much. But it's just, this, is, this is as good as it gets. All right, here we go. All right. All right, verse 13. Or chapter 13, excuse me, verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong. Or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, like I got the whole Bible figured out. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess 
to the poor. Like, I'm just super generous. Everybody knows it too, okay, because they see I got the spiritual gift of generosity, and I'm just, like, giving everything away. (laughs) All right, listen. If I give all I possess to the poor, and I give over even my body, some people are giving up their lives. Let's go to the extreme now. I gave all my money away. I gave my favorite lazy boy chair away. And now, you know what? Somebody needs a kidney. I gave it. And another person needs a kidney. I'm going to give that one too. I'm giving my life, people. Listen, even if you do that, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what spiritual gift you and I have received. If there's no love, there's no value in it. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? Without love, talk is just noise. Without love, my brilliance or my intelligence, right, or or, or what I believe, I can believe like everything in here, and other people kind of scratch their heads like, I don't know if that's true. I'm like, man, I believe it. None of that matters. It's worthless without love. All the good deeds, right, good deeds, I could ever do, they amount to absolutely nothing without love. Without love, you and I are nothing like Christ. Without love, you and I are nothing at all. Love is the one thing that will have eternal impact. Love is the one thing that will last and God doesn't call us just to love anymore, by the way. This is, an, this, is, this is a tiny detail, but an important one. God doesn't call us just to love anymore. Okay, that was Old Testament. That's like, that's like you know, this, this part of your Bible right here, this big thick part in the beginning, okay? That's Old Testament. God says love. There's a New Testament now when Jesus showed up, this, this tinier second half, if you would. Okay, and, and what's so different about that? Because God ups the ante. He says, I've no longer called you just to love. Now I've called you to love as I have loved you. Jesus says it explicitly, right? There's no room for arguing. (laughs) There's no room for debate. He says in John 13, 34, love as I have loved you, right? In in, in the world, right, as, as they see that you have love for one another, they will see that you are my disciples. It's a big deal. Now what we're about to read together right here is the love of God. And this is the love that he produces on the inside of every believer when they remain connected to him. Here we go. All right, we're going to start in verse 4 now. Or continue in verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Verse 6, the love of God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love is patient. All right, we're going we're gonna to unpack some of these. We're not going to go through all of it. All right, for time reasons. But if you want to stick around for a couple hours, we could, we could probably do that, okay? i got to leave by 8, but okay? <laughs> okay, so, so, hey, let's unpack some of these. All right, love is patient. What, what's going on? Let's, love is patient. That's this. Patience takes anything, okay? Takes anything. Consider for a second, because we're talking about God's love now here, first and foremost. Consider the, the, the rebellion, 
Consider the disregard that, that me or any of us have had for God and had for his law. I mean, just, just for quick conversation purposes, think about the Ten Commandments, all right? Let's just, let's just pick a big one. I mean, they're all big, right? You only got ten. <laughs> let's pick, pick a big one. Um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, right? With all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Like, like okay, anybody pull that off? <laughs> it's like, oh, man. So, I mean, how much of my life have I just totally ignored? I don't even think about God. I'm doing whatever. I don't even think about him, let alone love him with everything I have. Man, I just totally disregard him. I mean, man, he's been, he's been patient. Think of all the times. I don't know about you. Okay, I'm not, no accusations here. But, but how many times have I used his name improperly? All right? How many times have I said something that, that like, kind of like just was a jab at him? A lot, if I'm honest. I mean, think about it. But, but did he retaliate? No, he just took it. Because that's what love does. Love is patient. And as love is patience and takes anything, Here's what kindness is. Kindness gives everything. Okay? So, so, so the love of God takes anything and gives everything. Think about the things that God has given us, even though we've just, you know, not been the best towards him. It's just like the, uni- I mean, just the dramatic understatement of all existence right there. But, I mean, think of how kind he's been. He's, he's given us his son. He's given us his life. He's given us uh, a chance to come close to him by faith in Jesus. We don't deserve any of these things. We didn't earn any of those things. And then when we become a Christian, when we believe in him, then he gives us his Holy Spirit. And he gives us grace upon grace upon grace thereafter, doesn't he? God, how kind are you? So, so, So what does this mean for us? When somebody insults me or you, Right? When somebody maybe even injures me. Listen, I don't retaliate in like manner. No, instead I repay them with goodness. I repay them with grace. Right? I repay them with the kindness that God has given me. Now you might say, man, I can't, I can't do that. I mean, seriously? I can do that. I, I got some tendencies I got a lot of years of habits. I can't just change. Like, come on. How do you expect me to do that? And to be honest with you, there's some people in my life that just, whoo. <laughs> you don't understand, Bill. Like, there's no way. I can't, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't be patient and kind in that way. How am I supposed to change? Here's what I'll say. There's a lot to be said underneath these words, but here's what I'll say. Every chain of the past, every one of them, falls off. In the presence of Jesus Christ, every one of them. Things that were impossible are possible when you have Jesus. Jesus changes everything. Love doesn't envy or boast. All right, but love doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't isn't jealous for what um, other people have. All right, love doesn't try to make other people jealous of what I have. Okay? Love doesn't do that. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. Love is not all about me and and what I want for me. Listen, it's the opposite. Love is happy for others. Happy for what they have. Happy, like, like, that they're enjoying it. Like a true happiness for that other person. And love isn't proud either. All right? Love, Love doesn't have an attitude of superiority. 
Like, I'm better than you? That's, that's not love. Okay? Parents, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. I'm a parent too. But like, like it's, it's, it's not us looking down at our kids, even our adult, adult children, right? It's not, it's not us looking and saying, man, you're so stupid. Why are you doing that? All right? Um, even though the things they're doing are stupid. And it's a good question to ask, why are you doing that? Okay? It's, it's, just, it's, it's like stripping the, the arrogant quality from it. All right, the super, I'm superior and you're inferior. It's stripping that quality from it. And instead of, of looking down in, in, in this arrogance, all right, the superiority, it's, it's, it's instead replacing that with humility and realizing, okay, inside realizing, man, I was there just a short time ago. A couple years back, I made some of those same mistakes. I had some of those same struggles. You probably inherited it from me, okay? Like, like man, and instead of, of talking down and, and treating them like a, a, you know, a subordinate, it's coming alongside of them like the Holy Spirit does, all right, and helping them. Verse 5, Paul, God through Paul, says that love doesn't dishonor. All right, love isn't rude. Okay? It doesn't make jokes at the expense of other people or their feelings. All right, love's not self-seeking. Like another way to say it is love isn't selfish. It never seeks my own way, no matter what. Love will never do that. Never has. All right? Instead, we know where that comes from, don't we? All right, listen. Listen, I'm going to share something. This it come from Satan, by the way. All right, Satan, uh, this is in Isaiah 14. I'm just going to read a tiny bit. This is uh, God describing Satan. Satan said this, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Satan is all about himself. He is not about God. He's not about anyone else. All about himself. So when we're selfish, guess who we're imitating? The enemy himself. Okay? And he's not alone, by the way. There's, there's our great-grandma and grandpa, right? Eve and Adam, or Adam and Eve, you want to switch the order, that's fine. In Genesis 3, right, God was offering them wisdom, but they didn't want that wisdom God's way. They wanted it their way. Right? They said, you know what? I want our, I want our eyes to be opened quicker. I don't, want, I don't want to wait on you, God. So they took a bite of that fruit from the, from the tree of the knowledge of good and bad. They did it. Okay? Like, like that's where this stuff comes from, guys. This is bad. If you, if you really just stop for a second, like we're doing right now, you, you just think about, okay, where does selfishness come from? It doesn't come from God. It's totally laced with sin. It's the base of sin, selfishness. Putting myself above God and putting myself above others. Because love is constantly concerned with others. Love also is not easily angered. Like no angry outbursts. Okay, this, this one's hard, okay? Um, so like when someone cuts you off, it's no like, ah, like that. Not, you can't do that, okay? It's, that's not love, okay? When, when, when something, um, uh, you know, happens, you stub your toe. Maybe that one's your fault, right? You just weren't walking in, in the middle of the night, and you should have turned on a light, and you didn't. And, you know, it's like, man, and, and, and some stuff, you know, sometimes comes out that shouldn't, and it's like, man, I'm just angry all of a sudden. Listen, that's not love, okay? When somebody does something to you, when they're even trying to irritate you, and you react, Man, we all do that, don't we? Like many times a day, a lot. Like, like, that's not love. So how in the world am I supposed to stop doing that? 
I mean, this is a question that I asked for years, by the way. I'm not just making this up. Like, like how do I stop? stop? I'm just react. I'm not even thinking. I'm just reacting. So how do I stop things like that in my life? And, and all of a sudden, just love like God has loved me. How do I do that? Here's how. You stay connected to Christ. Because when you're connected to Christ, when you abide, all right, here's what God does. He produces that love and that peace within you. Okay? And if you have peace of God in your very spirit, here's what happens. Nothing will unsettle you. All right? The things that people used to say to set you off, they don't set you off anymore because you got that peace of God. Now, now, all of a sudden you disconnect from God and you're doing your own thing. Guess what happens? Angry outbursts all over again. And we, we know how this works. It's that dance, right? So it's like stay connected to God and I can have that peace in my very soul. Last thing we're going to talk about here as far as attributes go um, of, of God's love is love keeps no record of wrong. Okay? Love doesn't hold grudges. That's probably the simplest way to say it. Love doesn't lie in wait and look for an opportunity to get even. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get even or I'm going to, I'm going to get you back. Okay? That's, love doesn't do that. Okay? Love doesn't do that. Instead, love forgives. All right? Love covers a multitude of sin. Somebody does something to me, I don't get them back. I, I just, I try to make every effort. <sighs> okay, it's going to be all right. We can, we can look over that one, all right? Love forgives. Love covers sin. Aren't you, aren't you glad that God loves us like that instead of how we have loved other people? In our, like, like, I love my kids, but man, I get back at them sometimes. I'll be honest with you, all right? Like, I'm glad God doesn't love us like that. Love forgives. Love covers sin because love remembers Jesus died for that. Love remembers Jesus paid for that. Love understands that love costs or gives out way more than it gets back. Right? That's true about love, isn't it? Now you might say, I'm afraid to love like what we're talking about today, Bill. I'm afraid, man. People are going to take advantage of me. Right? And I'm going to get hurt in the process. And let me just affirm your fears. Yes, you will. All right? And in every single person within earshot right now, I don't care what part of the planet you're on, you know that's true. When you love somebody, you're going to get hurt every single time. Every time. I would encourage you in this. Remember. Remember, Christian, who you follow. When Jesus loved, he got hurt, didn't he? That's how it goes. But according to Philippians chapter 2, God recognized that. I'm simplifying some stuff here, obviously, but... But God recognized that and God exalted him. Yeah. It is not in vain when we love. It will make a difference in this world and forever. And when we love and when we get hurt, when we get burned, when people take advantage of us, his Holy Spirit comforts us. You ever heard that before? His Holy Spirit comforts us. He does. And it's really necessary sometimes, isn't it? When you have Jesus he changes everything. And love never fails. We'll skip to verse 8. Love never fails. It's the one thing that matters most. And it's the one thing that will make a difference for all eternity. But God assures us this, that anything done without love has no lasting value. Anything. All right? Let me take a few things here. You serve. All right. Share your faith. These are good things, by the way, right? Give mercy. 
All right, any, any mercy givers? Right, you just, somebody burns you, you just keep giving mercy. I'll give them another chance, okay? Mercy, yeah, there we go. All right, leadership. Got any leaders in here? Huh? Any leaders online? Honk your horn. Okay, all right, it was, okay. Um, parent, well, oh, man, we tried this. I'm like, I'm like probably 50-50 on a good day, man. Okay, all right, parent, well, okay, there we go. And, and there's some other good things, right? Um, martyrdom, we talked about that, right? I give up my life for somebody else, okay? Um, what's another one? Generosity, I give just a ton of money. I give, you know, help. I, I just give everything I have. I just give it away, okay? Listen, knowledge, I can figure out everything in here. I just, it's, it's just, I just have some crazy knowledge, okay? And uh, languages, ooh, man, God just, he zapped me when, you know, in a good way. He zapped me, and now I can just speak a different language. I can tell people about Jesus in a different language, okay? And uh, prophecy, Right, um, I can I can speak and uh, and they write new chapters of the Bible. That's what happens when I okay. Like anyone got that? Don't raise your hand. Okay, um, but but all listen, all of these things, everything a Christian thinks, everything they say, everything they do, all of it is going to be evaluated. All of it is going to be judged. Every last bit of it. Yeah. Ooh. It's going to be judged by fire. God tells us about this in his word. Oh, oh man. All of it is going to be judged. And, and you know what? The only thing, the only thing, oh, hang on, watch this. The only thing that will survive this judgment of God. And all these good things that, that, that God is looking at, right? The only thing that will survive, the only thing that will remain is love. That's the only thing. Nothing else, nothing else will last. Love is the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that lasts for all of eternity. Listen, if you care about someone, love them like Christ has loved you. All right? If you have any enemies, maybe that's a little too strong for some of us. If you, if you have any people that you just don't get along with, okay, listen, love them like Christ loves them, like Christ has loved you. God made you and God saved you to love in your relationships at home or in your neighborhood, at work, here at church, okay, uh, um, in the community, for example, at the gas station, at the grocery store, at local restaurants, at your children's schools, okay, like, like, like even in online chat rooms or social media forums, even in places where you think, man, love is extinct, like the voting booths or something like that, okay, like, even there, it's like, like just love people like Christ has loved you, love them, and each of us have the opportunity to do that, each of us do. And the, the right question is not, can I or can't I love like, like that? that? That's not the right question. We can, right? The question is how? How do we love like that? And there's a very, very critically important answer that I'm afraid most of us, just like I did for so long, most of us have missed. And it's this. It's spending time with Jesus. It's remaining connected to him. That's how you do it. Growing in your faith. Reading God's word. Spending time talking to him in prayer. Thanking him for how good he is. Praising him for how good he's been to you. 
He will transform you from the inside out. He'll make you more and more like Jesus, and he will, like we talked about, he will produce his love within you. Jesus changes everything. Now, you might say, man, I can't, I can't spend more time with you. I've tried that, and you know what? It just never works. I always fail, right? And here's what you need to do, and I speak from experience. You need to declare war on anything that would hinder your ability to draw near to Jesus, all right? It's like losing weight. I also speak from experience in this, okay? It's like, it's like declaring war on that French silk pie, all right? It's right in front of you. You're just like, you know what? Arr! You know, it's, it's like, Arr! I won't get, do that again, but, but like, it's like, no, all right? And instead, reaching for that yummy water, right? Or, or that, that sugar-free protein shake or something like that. that. That's the kind of attitude. That's the kind of, of decision or, or volition that you need to exercise. That's what it takes when it comes to following Jesus, all right? By his grace, now we have a choice. I can actually choose to follow him or choose not to. His beautiful gift that he has given us. God, you made me and you saved me to love like you. I'm choosing to follow you. And, and because that otherwise would be impossible, because Jesus, you're a part of this equation, the impossible things are now possible so we can actually do it. I'm going to go to the Fox River action page. I'm going to go there. I'm going to scan that QR code before I leave one of the physical campuses. I'm going to, I'm going to type in the URL, all right, if I'm off campus, I'm part of the online community. I'm, I'm type in foxriver.cc slash action, and I'm going to go there, and I'm going to download the Bible app because I'm going to get in the Word every day. If I leave the house and I forget to read my actual Bible, I'm just going to read it like, like in my office. I'm just going to pull up and just read it, okay? And I'm going to do that. I'm going to join that small group like Pastor Guy's always talking about. I'm going to do it even though I'm not comfortable. I don't know anybody. I'm just, I'm going to do I'm going to decide to do it. I'm going to take that step of faith. I'm going to take my spouse by the hand tonight, maybe even right now, if he or she's around, and I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray with them, right? Even though they might just not understand what has gotten into you, okay? They might even reject. They might even throw my hand off. I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow Jesus even if it doesn't work. God, help us to love like you for our good and for your glory. Friends, the time is now. We don't have much time left. Draw near to God while you can and love others like God has loved you. The one thing that every relationship needs is the love of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your love. Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that you would remind us of your love. Help us to know God more. Lead us in loving other people. God, help us in, 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 in loving you, Lord, in the same way that you love us, God. Help us to draw near to you and remind us, Lord, that the one thing, because we're going to forget like in two seconds. As soon as this service is over, we're just going to forget. That's, that's what You know how we are, Lord. Holy Spirit, remind us after we leave, after we're done listening, that the one thing our every relationship needs is the love of Jesus. Holy Spirit, if you don't remind us, we're not going to remember. God, I pray that if anyone is ready and willing to receive you tonight, 
because they believe in you, Jesus, and they want to trust you for the first time, God, I pray that right now you would help them to raise their hand, whether they're at a physical campus or even online. God, I pray that for anyone ready and willing, God, that you would give them strength right now to receive you, Lord, and to to just evidence that by raising their hand now. God, I pray that if anyone is ready and willing to receive you, Jesus, because they believe in you, that you died on the cross for their sins, that you rose three days later, and what you did on the cross is enough for them, and God, they're willing to trust you. God, I pray that you would strengthen them and encourage them, God, that they would raise their hand right now. For all hands raised, we pray this prayer together. I'm a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you died for my sins. Now I'm ready for every chain to fall. I'm ready for every fear in my life to bow instead of the other way around. Because normally I'm the one that bows to my fears, but God, right now I pray that you would cause every fear to bow. I want the new life that you offer, Lord Jesus, and I believe that you can and that you will change everything. Jesus, I receive you now for the first time, God. Thank you. Help us all, Lord Jesus, to love like you. Amen. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.